The Risk Report with Ryan Huang. Well, you might have heard of the term crowd mentality or peer pressure. And there's something to watch out for when you are buying a big ticket item like property. And this might come in the form of advertisements or even tactics at the showroom. Let's get some help from an expert. Here's Ruben Danaraj. He's a partner at Stacked Homes. Hey, Ruben, welcome to the Risk Report. Hey, Ryan. Great to be back. Thank you for having me. Hey, Ruben, help us to define this concept. Social proof can actually affect your buying decision. Uh, I would say definitely, yes. Um, as we know, just to, to go a little bit more in-depth into social proof, what, what is social proof, right? So it's essentially social per- persuasion. Uh, when there are two or more people in complete agreement or who are extremely excited about something, uh, naturally it draws more attention, more hits. Uh, a simple example would be if you were on the streets, right? And you see a small crowd gathering, uh, naturally you'll be craning your neck to, to be having a look as well. Uh, or perhaps if you're sitting at home, right, during this quarantine, watching some sitcom, uh, and I apologize uh, to those who haven't <laughs> heard about this before, right? But for example, the you know if, if you've seen the Big Bang Theory, right? You notice the laughter in the background, and then that brings your laughter, and you know everybody's having a jolly good time. But the truth is that is actually just a laughter track that is being played again and again, uh, and that is known as canned laughter, or in in other words, uh, one of the forms of social proof. To answer your question then uh, of how much of factor it is in uh, property purchases. I believe that in Singapore society, uh, it applies possibly more than usual because as we know, we, we are very filial, right? Uh, we, we depend a lot on the approval of our relatives and our friends uh, and sometimes even complete strangers that we see at show flats. And this is something that first-time home buyers should be very, very careful about because you see a massive crowd. Uh, a massive crowd doesn't always mean that it's a, it's a good thing. Right, um, a lot of people submitting their checks. That doesn't always mean it's a good thing, and it's not very obvious. It's very subliminal, right? This uh, social proofs. The thing is, most people prefer to look at social proof factors subconsciously than the actual numbers or district or maybe even housing type appreciation figures. Talking about social proof, it seems like it is a bit of a phenomenon that feeds on itself. Would it be right to call it a self-fulfilling prophecy? I would think so. Yes. But mostly for the short term. Uh, What do I mean? Well, basically the gist of uh, self-fulfilling prophecy in this case would be that uh, a lot of people... So the timeline would be something like that. So a lot of people buy into the project because it's uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, it's high social proof. Uh, and so units are snapped up very quickly and then through news or word of mouth, uh, the social proof continues over the, you know, couple of months or so. Naturally, resale prices will, will increase, right, because that's a commodity that's hot on demand, right? Uh, assuming that everything goes well with the project, furnishings, everything are fine. But the thing is, this usually occurs in the short term, right, uh, when supply is limited. Once the supply has been snapped up, Right, and there's nothing to fight for. Assuming that it's you know relatively decent quality, logic will then be priced in. Hey, should I really be spending additional five hundred, uh, six hundred? And and once it becomes a resale unit, then it depends on the the seller's uh, perspectives as well. So, <clears throat> in that sense, it's it's very interesting. I think the self fulfilling prophecy happens, but only in the short term. Uh, maybe to give you an example, uh, Capitaland's uh, Burdock Residences, I believe, uh, that launched in 2010 or 2011. And we, we saw queuing overnight, right? We saw uh, people being paid to stand in line. Oh, yeah, students. I remember those times. And, yeah. 
Yeah, it was crazy. And naturally, that got a lot of news from the media, a lot of attention. Once again, in the short term, all the units were snapped up so quickly. Who expected prices to shoot up immediately, like, you know, um, really high soon after, because after all, it is an integrated development. And while it did, partially, maybe about 5 to 10%, this is not including uh, developer discounts uh, before. Uh, you look at the prices today, yes, it went up, but it isn't as exorbitant as uh, a lot of people were expecting it to be um, at first glance. Well, Ruben, we talked about the concept of canned laughter being used in comedies. So how does that translate into the advertisements that we see in property? One way is phrasing. So the way sentences are phrased are, are very important. Right? For example, and, and just to name one, uh, not, not really a scapegoat because they did very well eventually. Whistler Grand by uh, CDL, City Developments. Basically what the media showed was that Whistler Grand sold 80% of units on launch, which was 215 units out of the 300 units available. But if you actually look at the bigger picture, if you, you, you pull out a little bit, there are actually 716 units here and 214 of that equates to a 30% sale. So they said 80% on launch, but in actual <laughs> fact, it was just 30%. You, you see how the yeah. thing works here. Which is, it's still quite a bit, like, I mean, you know, for, for new launch development. And But that being said, it's very important to understand that choice units are always snapped up first. Very important because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it makes good money. Investors want to, to get the top units. Uh, and so that leaves the rest of the pack behind, the, the other units behind. Uh, and they might not have, uh, they might not do too well in uh, take-up rate, right? Uh, as of today, though, I, I think Whistler has sold up to 70% or like 500 plus units. So they did pretty well. Maybe another example, at the recent Ola launch, or you know, some people like me like to call it Ola LA, uh, it's, <laughs> it's the luxury easy condo with the, the crazy chandelier, right? Yeah. Uh, we saw some celebrity endorsements uh, there. Things like that, right? And, you know, uh, all these uh, little nuances that basically hinges... Uh, on persuasion through social norms. But if you look at social proof, it can actually cut both ways. Off the top of my head, we have, for example, MCL Land's uh, Jurong Gateway. I think that's a very prominent one. That TOP'd back in 2016, if I'm not wrong. And we're not going to be talking about the queuing. In, in fact, we're going to go straight away to the checks, right? So there was, uh, I think, 1,400 checks submitted for just 738 units on, on the actual day itself for submission. Right? And so many people were, were talking about that. People on the Hardware Zone forums, uh, which I absolutely love. I love those guys. <laughs> you know? uh, and, you know, they were saying that, you know, the, the hype doesn't make any sense, right? It's it's probably better to buy the surrounding developments uh, around. Uh, you know, I think there's even one guy who said it's like uh, buying carrot juice in a, <laughs> in a wine bottle. <laughs> and, you know, in a way, they, they are correct. Um, they could have been absolutely correct in their estimations in a, maybe a, a different universe, a parallel universe. Uh, but we look today at those who actually got the units at Jurong Gateway and they're sitting on paper for, uh, profits of uh, 200, 300 PSF or even more. So it really goes both ways, uh, as you mentioned. Yeah. And that hype can actually last a long time. And just to conclude, Ruben, a crowded show flat doesn't really mean that it's actually a good property to buy. Definitely. I think we've, uh, we've seen that today. But you know, you know what, Ryan? Actually, it works the other way around as well. You know, if you think about it, if, if you're going to miss this uh, amazing opportunity, for example, uh, you're going to have to wait for the next one. And I think as Singaporeans, we, we know what is quality. Like uh, we as a nation, we are, <laughs> we're, we're pretty solid at sourcing out these things. Uh, so when there's a good deal, hey, we're, we're all going to flock there. So my advice is don't ignore it either. Right? If you want to methodize it, if you want to foolproof it, uh, either as an investor or a homeowner looking for a place, um, 
not don't just look at one media source, right? It's always very important. I think they taught us in secondary school always must cross reference uh, social studies. So you cross reference it to uh, other media sources. What are the other media sources saying, right? Um, and then once you get all that down, that's not the end of it. That's just maybe the the, the starting. You have to understand your needs and wants. And I always say this time and time again. Um, you have to understand what you want to do in the short term, the long term. Are you planning to have a family, etc., etc. Uh, once you got those needs and wants down, do some research on your end about the actual place itself, surrounding amenities, you know, property uh, appreciation potential, rental yield, etc., etc. Uh, nearby schools, right? And then see if that fits. And more importantly, uh, get a number of expert uh, perspectives. Once again, uh, as I mentioned in the previous podcast. Uh, whether it's agents, uh, friends who are property experts, it always, always helps to have numerous avenues to explore. Well, always good to have a range of perspectives to consider. Now, we've been walking through the risks of social proof with Ruben Danaraj. He is a partner at Stacked Homes. You can find out more from stackhomes.com forward slash editorial. As always, thanks for listening. This has been The Risk Report with me, Ryan Huang. The Risk Report is a production of SPH Radio. It's hosted and produced by Ryan Huang. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Podcast, and streaming on Google Home.